Hello everyone. We're the two Wall Street chicks, authors of our new book, Own Your Shift, inviting you to transform your everyday overwhelm into calm using the practices of mindfulness. Our approach to mindfulness is different. Our style and techniques are easy, simple, and practical. We're not prescriptive. You choose what works for you and when. Our podcast series offers a whole toolbox of techniques to help you shift to the present moment. Being present brings out your best self so you can make smarter decisions and achieve healthier outcomes. So let's get started. So who are the two Wall Street chicks? I'm Myra Martinez-Sacco. I spent over three decades on Wall Street running a number of important businesses, and now I'm a leadership development and diversity and inclusion consultant, an executive coach, author, and mindfulness practitioner. And I'm Melissa Cantor. I call myself Wall Street guru turned Main Street Buddha, having spent 20 years on Wall Street advising the largest money managers in the world, and over 20 years teaching yoga, qigong, meditation, and mindfulness. I'm also an executive coach, author, and speaker. Welcome to Own Your Shift. We're now over 100 days into the COVID pandemic, the new normal. So let's keep going on these practices. They will make a difference in your life and already have in ours. In our last three episodes, we introduced the foundation, which has three pillars, breathing, gratitude, and movement. While it seems like a lot to learn, We'd like to share how we're able to integrate them into our daily life easily. These three tools of the foundation practiced daily are non-negotiable. They become a habit to help create wholeness, which leads to overall well-being. So, Melissa, how does weaving the three pillars of the foundation, which are breathing, gratitude, and movement, into your day help you? Oh, my goodness, especially in COVID. Um. So as a business owner, you would think that I have a lot more flexibility than when I worked on Wall Street, which was, you know, seven to nine or whatever the hours were. But I still like to do the bookends. So that's wake up in the morning, have the three practices and close. But even today, can you believe I was stopped going 47 miles in a 40 mile an hour zone by police? No way! Yes. (laughs) And um, I... You know, with everything going on, I was able to just go into my practice, the three pillars. And can you believe the policeman looked at me? He asked me for my license and everything else, you know, registration, um, insurance card. And he said, you know, you're so nice. I'm letting you go. (laughs) Now, how did that show up for you? Like, how how did you? Well, I think that I just went into, you know, this practice because I do the practice. I wasn't in fight or flight. And I'll tell you another story how it was helpful. Last year, I was in a parking garage and my friend and I had gone to the beach. It was Long Beach Island, if anybody cares. And the parking garage bar would not open for the guy in front of me. So, you know, being that good Samaritan, I run out, I help. And he left, and I walked under that parking garage bar. Oh, no. (laughs) And it literally hit me in the head, in my nose, and my nose. And my friend, who I I was with, looked at me, and she said, Melissa, you just waved. 
<laughs> I got in the car. She was throwing up, of course. Oh, my know, gosh. I telling me I have to go to the hospital. But I was able, again, I don't recommend this for our audience, but I'm just pointing out. <laughs> not something to, for the little kids not to try at home, right? Right. <laughs> but what I did was I was able to go into my body by tapping. I was able to slow down my breath. And I was just like, thank goodness, thank goodness I'm safe. Wow. So, yeah. you I mean, know, I have to say, I hate to think what I would have been like had I not been practicing. Oh, I know. And all these practices are really to help us, especially in a time like this. And you feel better when you do it. So that's yeah. my incentive. But I want to just leave you with an interesting study I came across today. There's a researcher, he's pretty famous, named Richard Davidson. You can look it up for the audience. 2010, he took meditators, people who were very, very skilled in mindfulness practices, and other um, participants who did not know what mindfulness was, and subjected them to pain. Now, all the people in the study felt the pain intensely. But what was fascinating about the people who had practiced mindfulness is when they put them in the MRIs, their anxiety spark part of the brain did not show up. And what was more fascinating, and I think more relevant, uh, you know, to what's going on now, is that these people were not nervous about the pain coming back. Sort of like, is COVID coming? Am I going to mm -hmm. get it? Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. Right? The science really works. What about mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. How is it helpful for you? Um, well, likewise, I weave it in the beginning of my day because that's I, I wake up already to, uh, you know, some breath work. Um, I do meditation. And so and, and I do meditation with breath work. Um, I do my gratitude, definitely. And I do gratitude throughout the day. I mean, there are things that I just see throughout the day. And some of them are not always good. You know, sometimes... I have to say, Mara, I love what you just said, because looking for the good throughout the day takes mm -hmm. a lot of training. But they found that by just doing what you're saying, pausing and looking for the good, even if it's small and we're all about easy, small, practical, I think that really helps us. You have oh, to no, train. It, it does. And, and again, it's, it's always not always about the good, because I remember just yesterday I had an, an example where, you know, the day that we planned, my husband and I didn't actually work out that way. But you know what? At the end of the day, we actually had a better day. Oh. We things we planned to do, they didn't work out. Uh, one place was closed. But you know what? On the way back, we ended up getting lost and we found a better place. So, <laughs> and I, that great? I said, you know what? I would have been kind of caught up in that, oh, things didn't work out the way I wanted them to work out. And, you know, this is, I just had an example this morning. I was doing my yin yoga right before we, you know, we're, we're going live here. And um, for those that don't know yin yoga, you hold positions for a period of time. And the point is that you go to your edge. You know, there's discomfort, not pain, but discomfort. And when you go to your edge and you relax through breath, you know, you realize that you can let go of that discomfort. Kind of like what you were just talking about with the pain, right? As, as mindfulness uh, practitioners. And yes, in the middle of that. It. My husband decides he wants to do leaf blowing. Oh, lovely. So all of a sudden, I'm in this Zen Yen yoga in my discomfort. He's leaf blowing. And I had to let it go. And it was well, all about letting it go. And even though just as much as the position was discomforting, 
that sound was discomforting, but having the awareness is what allowed me to say, you know what, don't get caught up in it. Just right. Let it go. And you know what's so interesting about what you said? I'm willing to ask you just, you know, when you were in the car yesterday and things weren't going well with your husband, we know now that anxiety is contagious. Mm -hmm. So probably by your practices, you also set the tone in your household. Absolutely. And I've seen I it think, countless times. Yeah. So these practices are just so beneficial. Mm-hmm. Now, Melissa, I know we didn't always have these uh, great practices that you're doing now. And, you know, likewise myself, um, you know, what tools, what tips did you use and, and how did you discover really? You know, so I was thinking back and I was thinking, you know, even though I knew some of these a long time ago, I never followed through. So I actually had a guidance counselor in school teach me breath work because I had some test anxiety, even though I was perfect. You know, God forbid I got a B, you know? And, and I'm sure they didn't call it mindfulness. <laughs> <laughs> no, she called it inhale one, exhale one. And then of course, you know, you heard my Elaine Power story about Jim. And then don't laugh, it was like 20 years ago, Oprah had a woman named Sarah Ban Breathnick on who did Simple Abundance and I bought her gratitude book, but it never really followed, I never followed through. And you know, it was funny as we were coming together with this uh, episode, when we come and think about what can the quote unquote newbies do? Well, first of all, I have to assume you're listening to this podcast and you bought our book on your ship because you do want to learn these practices. But the other thing is they found that, you know, from zero to seven now, we learn from habituation and hypnosis. And that only 5% of our brain is active. So the first thing we have to do is be aware, mindful, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have to set an intention, which you and I haven't even talked about, but why do we want to change? Because we know it feels better. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I noticed for myself, these were my tips and what I've noticed with all my clients is that for me, I found that I really had to make a commitment to a class. So I had to have a set time to go. I had to schedule it into my calendar that I'm going to write three practices. And it was sounds silly, but I, I literally had to write it all over the calendar. I had to have the book by my bed. Um, I had to set reminders. I didn't have a phone back then, but I had little mnemonic devices. Mm -hmm. And in terms of movement, it was the same thing. Um, I have now even, you know, YouTube classes that I'm listening to. So I find that I just love learning. And this is a practice. We always say that repetition is the mother of all skill. So we must train and we must practice. Mm, and yeah. you have to figure out what, why you want to do it. We know that all these practices are helpful. And I want to just leave you with this thought. You know, today I was triggered. You know, we think we're so great after we practice, but I was triggered by a family member. I mean, we've been quarantined now for 100 days. And because of the- Only 100? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it feels like a 1,000. And, you know, immediately I became reactive and I could literally feel it in my body because, you know, I'm so aware now. 
And I was able to just with me inhale calm, blow out drama. And I was able to become responsive and not reactive. And so these tools and that ability of using those three pillars really can be beneficial mm -hmm. for all of us, mm -hmm. even us Absolutely. who are still trying to negotiate, navigate these interesting times, right? Mm -hmm. How about you? Mm -hmm. What little newbie tips yeah. can you give? I mean, you know, I, I as I've mentioned in, in, in one of our episodes that, you know, I started when it was... Uh, I got fired, right? And and all of a sudden found myself in this, this vacant world of, or this new world, I should say. Um, and what I found, and I read a lot, and I started to be interested in these practices because I started with meditation, Buddhist meditation. And I learned a lot from that. And that started me in kind of reading path. And I found that if you wanted to make something a habit, right, you need to anchor whatever it is that you want to make that habitual act with something that you do every day. So for me, that's why the morning was, you know, everybody wakes up in the right. morning, or at least you hope you wake up. Right. So that waking up was my trigger to say, okay, and again, non-negotiable. I do my, my little bit of breath work. I do my uh, uh, gratitude work. And then my second habit was I always have a cup of tea. Mm. At some point when I wake up, I have my cup of tea and my cup of tea is my trigger that I do my 10 minute meditation. I mm. have a boiling cup of tea. I put it on the table and I set my 10 minute timer for my 10 minute meditation. And when I'm mm. done, my cup of tea is a perfect warm temperature that I can easily drink. So that, that whole power of, and, and it's, uh, if you want to read more power of habits, uh, by yeah. Charles Duhigg, I believe. So I think, you know, again, it's, it's those little things that you can find those little hacks in your day. Right. But you um, and, also... and today, well, I just want to share one thing. I mean, everyone yes. who's working from home and you've yes. zoomed out, you have to yes. find those little pockets of time. And there's always some time between one call and at some point, whatever other call you're going to get to. And, you know, I told my daughter the other day, she was, she was like, she was so frustrated. I said, you know, do 25 jumping jacks. Right. And just right, to get right. your energy level back. So right. those little things. And I, right. we've said it before, right? Small. Right is a cumulative. Right. And I just wanted to say, you also signed yourself up for classes. You're very, you know, mm -hmm. religious about that. Mm -hmm. And I think you brought up, if, if we could just end with this idea that you have, is it's, it's, it's a cinch by the end, right? Everything we teach is easy, simple, practical. Don't right. laugh. Sometimes I'm brushing my teeth and I'm standing on one leg, which is a yoga pose, okay? Yeah. I stand um, on a line yeah. waiting to get into Walmart and I'm doing, you know, like those, uh, my calf muscles by <laughs> exactly. standing on my toes. <laughs> exactly. So I think if you could just figure out your intention, why you want to change, right. and then small little increments, how you can make it flow effortlessly mm -hmm. for you in your day. And don't get frustrated if like Myra and I, you don't do it every day, because over time, when you begin to see the benefits of these three pillars Absolutely. of breath work, gratitude, and movement, I know you're going to, you're going to want to do it. Day. You're going to want right? to do it. So don't beat yourself up. It's all, you know, practice, practice, right? Part of the journey. So we hope that after listening to our conversation today, 
You walk away with additional ideas on how to weave the foundation into your day and make a habit of these practices. Remember, it's less about how much time you spend on each of them as long as you actually do them. And remember, Myra and I were all about easy, simple, and practical. Experiencing them daily will help you shift from overwhelmed to calm and stay out of your negative storytelling. You get the benefit from the present moment, which at the end of the day is the only moment that counts. We would love to hear your feedback or get any questions that we could answer in future episodes. So drop us a line at two Wall Street Chicks at gmail.com. That's the number two, Wall Street Chicks at gmail.com. We're also available for workplace workshops or offsite meetings. And all the practices we share are in our book, Own Your Shift. So buy it and then you can follow along. And hey, if you find our podcast helpful, please share it as we could all use a little shifting in our lives. Tune in next time when Myra and I talk about how mindfulness helps us recognize our biases, which leads to better choices around diversity and inclusion, so we could all be our best selves. Thanks for joining us today. Bye, everyone.